Hello and welcome to the first Overdrive podcast. I'm Lloyd Bonson and with me are Tim Geddes. Hello. And Wilf Shepherd. Hello. And uh, we're going to start this first podcast talking about the changes to the Formula One regulations for 2017. Um, there's quite a bit that's going to be happening in terms of bodywork changes, um, ground effects, aerodynamics, wider front wings, wider rear wings as well as wider tyres guys what are your thoughts on this my first thought is is it really going to change anything whatsoever to be honest the big teams have got big budgets and frankly they've uh, all of them have stopped developing the car already for the current year and the smaller teams are trying to mop up points at the minute I don't think it's really going to change much at all Wilf I think the changes will work well I do, I think that changes, I mean, you've always got to go forward, and you've always got to modify and adjust, you can't just leave everything as it is, you've always got to change things up. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, it's interesting what you say, Tim, I mean, the, um, the last big rule change that we had, Mercedes came out dominant and have been dominant in the three seasons since, um, the last big rule change before that... Um, saw a huge uh, dominance of uh, of the Red Bull team, but before that, Braun had their uh, their year, um, and that was largely because they they went all out uh, developing the car through the 2008 season uh, and came up with the uh, the double diffuser rear wing. Now, some of the smaller teams we know have been working on the 2017 car all of this year. What chances are there that one of those has hit on something that that a bigger team hasn't in the way that Braun did? Uh, yeah, actually, I think you've uh, got a very fair point there. To be honest, there uh, there could be some uh, shocks out there from the smaller teams. Um, certainly, I think the Williams have uh, maybe got the panache to pull off something. But the problem is, Mercedes that is still Braun, and uh, they've got the brains in there that came up with a double diffuser. But they've also got the budget, and uh, Mercedes are always willing to embrace a cheeky little idea. It's a bit like McLaren used to uh, embrace cheeky ideas. If does anyone remember the extra pedal for braking into corners? Yeah, yeah, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah, remember that well. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's things like that that you know. But some of the bigger teams are getting very staid. Ferrari at the minute. What on earth are they doing? That car, you know. It's, uh, they sort of took a James Allison idea, then let someone else push it forwards, and um, it it's just wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's an interesting point. Will, uh, what, what do you think about Ferrari at the moment, and uh, whether they're in a resurgency, or, or are they just going backwards and backwards and backwards? No, I, I actually think that they are gonna. They are on a resurgence. I see that they are on a resurgence, and they are making strides forward. I mean, if you look at where they were in terms of performance to where they're beginning to come on now, you can see that the development plans are in place. Just because you've got a massive budget doesn't necessarily mean that the ideas are always going to be the best ideas. Uh, no, no, and, and, and money doesn't always um, equate to success. Um, it has traditionally been the, the route that Ferrari have taken, but you also need to have a good guy pedalling the car. Um, again, looking ahead at the, the regulation changes, um, the wider tyres, I mean, that's going back almost to the widths that we saw in the early 90s. Um, and how's this going to change the cars aesthetically? Um, you know, we haven't, let's be honest, 
the modern F1 car is not a pretty thing. No, to be honest, it is a little bit of a minger, to be honest, the current F1 car. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a ten-pinter, is it, Tim? Um, it's uh, got a face like a bag of smashed crabs, to be fair to you. Yeah. Um, there's some of the uh, prettier cars out there. I mean, uh, I, I loved some of the uh, shark nose ones that we had just a decade ago. They looked like they were purposely there, cutting through the air, doing something. The current one, uh, it looks a bit flaccid to uh, give it its politest term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and and Wolf, what what are you what are your thoughts on on the style of the cars? Um, I mean, there's been a few mock-ups already of of what we we could see, um, and from what I've seen, they look pretty good. See, I'm I I would always go back, probably five six years previous to where the cars really were were beginning to make it their own whereas now it seems to just hark to any old sort of construct that will i don't know they seem to so i mean really is part of the problem then the fact that the regulations are too prescriptive over what the designers um can do what they can achieve um uh, uh, and how they can shape the cars yeah, yeah. i think yeah i think we, we both agree there uh yeah, to be uh, honest, I think they are far too prescriptive. It's not allowing enough flair. I mean, when everyone's really got a very similar nose design, and uh, it's a bit like the sort of uh, boxer's nose that you had only uh, a year or two ago on the cars. It again, it was just ugly, and now we've got these things that it's the uh, you know, current Force India. Looks like there's a dairily uh, cheese triangle stuck to the front. It's, but I mean. The regulations that they want to try and put in, trying to, they're trying to make it look like a one-make series. You're well, not getting any individuality <clears throat> within the cars. Yeah, I think, and I think part of the reason for that um, is all about costs. If you pre-describe certain areas where you have to have bodywork at a certain width or a certain height, um, then all of the cars are going to be more or less the same, all of the designers are going to be the same. So you, really you're not spending huge amounts of money, in theory, on the development. And, and let's not forget that all of the teams are restricted on how much wind tunnel time they're allowed or how much um, teraflops of um, uh, computer-aided um, uh, design that they're allowed to use, um, computer flu uh, fluid dynamic design that they're allowed to use to develop the cars. So th there's some cross-cutting measures in there. Um, the 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 uh, the way that the regulations are formed are, are to try and keep those costs down. But then all of that means is that the the bigger teams, uh, those that have got the funds, will go and find some of these niche areas to to exploit. I mean, if you look at the the front wing of a Mercedes, there's so many little bits and pieces on that front wing, so many little elements. Um, it's quite a complex thing now. Whereas you know, 20 years ago, it was just quite a simple two three plane affair. Yeah, that's a pretty fair comment, to be honest. It actually looks more like an origami bird than it actually uh, does a front wing now on the Mercedes. But that's if they've got the money, they're going to throw it there, to be honest. And actually, one of my pet hates in Formula 1 at the minute is budget restraints. There have always been the uh, haves and have-nots in Formula 1. It's very much a uh, thing that actually, why are we restricting teams? This is meant to be the pinnacle of motorsport. Why on earth? No, but there's, there's, got, to be, uh, there's yeah. got to be a restriction. There's got to be a cap somewhere. 
you can't put it unlimited amount of funds just because just because Ferrari's got an endless pot of money, right? Doesn't mean that, that they can just delve into everything all the time. True, but already Mercedes actually uh, statistically do spend a lot less than Ferrari still, and they still wipe the floor with them. It's a case of uh, why are we uh, not letting them do it? It's uh, the current argument that engines are too expensive. Well, actually, they're developing things that are actually uh, going to be useful in road cars in uh, a few years' time. This is actually a very, very good thing. Formula One technology should be pushing the boundaries for other things. And but no, minute, no, no, I no. don't believe apart from the engines, no. it genuinely you need, is. You need, a, you need a cap for the lower teams to be competitive. Otherwise, you're only going to end up with half a dozen teams that can... That are going to progress. Uh, okay. Half a dozen are never going to make it. Okay, but let, let's just roll back a, a, a bit. You know, let's go back to the to the early mid nineties. Your dominant teams: McLaren, Williams, then Benetton. Um, very few other teams. Uh, in fact, I can't think of of any. You know, really, that won Grand Prix uh, during that period, unless it was, you know, Benetton, Ferrari, McLaren, Williams. You, you, you know, you you had four teams that were consistently there during that period of time. There was no budget cap. You had more cars, more drivers. Um, so why do we need to have a budget cap now? Exactly my point. To be uh, fair, you've, no, you've just put the budget. You've just put it in perspective right there. Four, five teams only. Yes, there was a load of teams there. There was a load of teams, a load of drivers, but only five teams were ever. There or thereabouts. So, so what happens to all the rest of the teams? They're full by the wayside because there is a, not a budget cap. They cannot compete. But they always have done. At the end of the day, it's uh, you know, sport isn't fair. There's always going to be that someone better than someone else. Someone's always going to have an advantage. If we're competing, then uh, you know, shouldn't they all hold hands running over the line together so they can all win at once? It's this isn't a fair game. It's uh, there has always got to be a winner, and if you're not actually competing, then uh, who's pushing the sport forwards, really? Okay, interesting comment. Interesting comment. Just coming back to the to the regulations and the regulation changes, uh, we've seen a few cars come out this year um, with the the halo device. Um, now that was originally muted to be introduced next year as part of the these wide sweeping regulation changes. It's going to be put on hold again for another year. What's the uh, uh, what, what's the thoughts on this uh, on this device? Is it going to be the, uh, the 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 savior that they want it to be? Knee jerk reaction, frankly. Um, whilst I agree that the sport should always have the best safety available, I really don't see how restricting a driver's uh, view any further than it's already restricted is actually bringing anything to the party at all. If anything, actually, I think it's going to. Uh, actually potentially make uh, driver duels uh, slightly uh, less safe at the end of the day if they're tilting their head side to side to see around a beam when's that ever a good idea you know, all it means is we get a few more shunts um, yeah it, it's an interesting point I mean the, the if you look back at um, Alonso's incident at the uh, beginning of the year in Australia um, I mean he said already that had the halo device been in place in the car it would have taken him another four or five seconds to get out of the vehicle um, so there is that to, to, to look at and worry about. I mean, I, I mean, you can look at it, right? 
I mean, you you can look at the the device, right? And yes, if you if you look at it, you can see where the benefits will lie, in terms of if there is debris that would obviously come towards the driver. But on the other on the other aspect, if you're going to go down this route, put a roof on it. The thing is, Wilf. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you about the uh, the debris, but you've got a whacking great big gap there. Th th that debris is going to have to be pretty large. I mean, if you look back at uh, Massa's uh, accident in 2009 when the, the rear spring from Barrichello's uh, brawn came and hit him at the Hungarian Grand Prix in qualifying, um, the, the, the halo device would do nothing to stop that. And actually, I agree on that point as well. That was actually going to be something I was about to bring up. Yeah, it's yeah. The only thing it's going to stop is a tire, realistically, and uh, or or a car landing on you. Depends uh, how smashed up that car was. Yeah, but it, it, if you look at some of the, uh, you know, let's look back at, at you know Roman Grosjean uh, Spa um, first corner, you know almost landed on top of uh, Fernando Alonso um, the, the, the halo device would stop that maybe so but so would the uh, roll loop as well the roll loops already there to uh, stop things like this it's it's again I'm still gonna quit and a nasty knee-jerk reaction actually I think Wolf's got a better point stick a roof on it it's uh, Formula One at times is so reactive and uh, it's putting stupid safety device in it's a bit like the uh, hands device I think got found out badly the other day when the uh, spa actually uh, uh, oh, uh, <clears throat> one of the Renaults went sideways into the wall what the hands device do? it came flying off yeah but that, I mean the hands device actually wasn't a, re uh, a knee jerk reaction to, to something in Formula 1 that came about because of um, Dale Earnhardt's incident in, in NASCAR at, Daytona, at the Daytona 500 um, but if, if if you look at the uh, the other possibilities for the uh, protection in Formula One, um, I actually think the aero screen that uh, that Red Bull came up with is possibly a better idea. Oh, I'm very much in favour of the aero screen because basically small, uh, fast flying objects will be deflected by that, such as let's say a bolt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're taking the aero screen. That's a much better route to go down, rather than the route that they want to try and go down. And I don't, I don't see that. I mean, the route they're trying to go down is just a pure knee-jerk reaction. It, it's just a health and safety nut who just wants to put his name on a piece of paper. And on that, uh, on that thought, I think we'll uh, we'll leave the conversation there. Uh, there we go. Thoughts about the 2017 F1 regulation changes.